Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox and we are here tonight talking about Step 4, Compassion. And tonight is Introduction Night, which means that anything goes. And we are excited to get started and talk about what is compassion and how do we show it to ourselves first before we can authentically share it with others. So please welcome with me my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, thank you, Kelly. I'm doing just fine. This is my one of my favorite, well, we always say that, but this is one of my favorite concepts or steps to share because it made such a difference in my life and my transformation from fear to freedom. So I'm really happy to be able to have this conversation with our special guest and with you around compassion yes yes you always like hinting at that special guest don't you terry i do well we we are excited about our guest tonight she is one of our favorite people in the world so please welcome nancy kelso (laughs) hello terry and kelly it's so good to be here with you tonight on one of my favorite topics as well, and I'm excited to dive in with the two of you. Mm, great. Nancy, why don't you tell our, our listeners, what is, what is it that you get to do and who is it that you get to serve? Yeah, so I, I work with um, a lot of individuals. My, my whole mantra is who you are is more important than what you do. Um, and the reason I fell into that was I just saw so many people. I, I worked in the corporate world for over 30 years, and I saw so many people get in this, stuck on this kind of hamster wheel or in this trap of, um, you know, trying to be trying to make everything kind of come to fruition and work for them, and maybe um, showing up the way they thought they were expected to show up. Um, instead of really bringing their true self to the workplace. Um, and mm-hmm. I worked with a lot of individuals on you know, overcoming that stigma of needing to be something that they weren't um, by helping people get in the right jobs for them. Um, so it's, it's always great to talk about this topic because um, when we're in that frame of mind of, you know, needing to be something that we're not, um, we very easily give up our own um, self-compassion um, and kind of get in a rut. And so self-compassion brings us back to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, with fearless living, it's always important that we start with ourselves. And so we first talk about compassion for ourselves. And then once we are able to have that, have true compassion for others. I think a lot of the time when I think of compassion, I think of service. And if we're doing service to um, solely to receive, then that service isn't really genuine. 
And so when we can when we can have compassion for ourselves and be um, be good at serving ourselves, then when we serve others, we can do it to um, totally to give. And if we receive, that's bonus, right? And so I love this concept of of always always beginning with ourselves and how can we support ourselves to to have these things before we worry about giving them to others. Though I think if you ask someone if they are compassionate, they will jump out and say, yes, I'm compassionate. But they're thinking about how they are um, with other people and not with themselves. So, Terry, I know that this is a major um, topic for you, so um, why don't you um, start off the conversation tonight? Well, thank you, Kelly, and I just, I do really like uh, what Nancy said about uh, it's not uh, what you do that's important, it's who you are is the most important, and I think um, I probably could could relate that to my own journey and my own career and how once I once I got to the point where I recognized that being compassionate and kind and loving to myself would um, would bring me the, the satisfaction and the inner peace and joy that I wasn't getting in my career. And uh, in fact, what kind of made me run and hide and leave my career before I was really ready to retire. So I understand how important that is to recognize that who you are is uh, is really the more important than what you do. So I, I wrote that down, Nancy. I took a couple notes already on uh, okay. on what you shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that is so important in you know just taking care of ourselves by understanding who we are and yeah. you know. So often we we listen to what other people say about who we are versus really knowing ourselves. Or even, and, even who even who we tell ourselves who we are. You know, we kind of right. uh, lie to ourselves as well and uh, try mm-hmm. to mold. I think sometimes it was my own expectations rather than the, expe- the expectations of others that kept me in this box of what I wasn't, you know, wasn't the true me, wasn't what my soul intended to me wasn't what I was created to be and it was those expectations that molded how I would behave and and what I would do and say in order to fit into that mold and um, so I think it was more self-imposed on me uh, in my mm-hmm. in my career than it was by others but uh, that that revelation yeah. or that um, recognition of that was what was holding me back from being true to myself was not having compassion for myself, not having empathy for myself, not loving myself. But uh, once I recognized that was the the plug in the hourglass that was keeping the sand from flowing uh, from me to the the very people that I wanted to love and and have compassion for, it just like it burst open. And I was able Mm -hmm. to let all of that flow, flow through me with ease and uh, I was able to develop relationships within my family, within my 
my colleagues at work within my church community and my coaching community just it just made it made all the difference in the world for me was that releasing of not thinking I was enough releasing that I wasn't good enough if I didn't fit this mold releasing the fact that I had to do something special in order to be loving you know to be loved and it was no Mm -hmm. you give that to yourself Terry you give that to yourself you know God created you to be this unique person with gifts appreciate that love that have compassion for yourself don't beat yourself up and you'll be able to have that joy and peace that you've been trying to have for you know 60 years so it was uh, mm. it was definitely the the one kind of like that that point that I can say is when I when I began my transformation was that recognition that um, I was not being compassionate with myself. In fact, I was the last person I was having compassion for, and uh, mm. how authentic was the compassion I was giving to others? You know, because of that. Mm. I love the I love just the metaphor of you know the sand and the blockage you mm-hmm. know it wasn't able to to flow and and do you remember like what it was that helped trigger that and get you to that point to um, I I this? think it was when I yeah I, I yeah I mean I I got the vision of the hourglass. And uh, it was just, it came to me in a vision. I'm not going to say it was a vision, vision, but it, I, I saw it, you know. I saw it in my mind's eye, the hourglass. In fact, I have a big one in my office now just to remind me of that. Um, and it didn't, it happened, I think, after I was at my lowest point. When I quit my job, I retired five years early. I walked away. I was miserable. And when I looked back on that, it was, it just came to me. It was like an epiphany. Um, mm-hmm. have compassion for yourself, love yourself. And in fearless living, we, uh, we, we develop a relationship with our wheel of freedom. And at the center of our wheel of freedom is our essential nature. And as I went through that process, which was after I retired, uh, my essential nature is compassion for myself. Well, that was the one thing I denied myself more than anything else. So that was the kind of like the, the opening you know, my heart was broken open, my soul was broken open, and I said, oh, my gosh. And I began to, I mean, I didn't love myself overnight, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to practice at that and work at that and understand what true compassion felt like, looked like, you know, sounded like. And um, that was the breaking opening. And uh, it came with that vision of the hourglass and the epiphany that loving myself is what would break break that plug out and I'd be able to begin to truly love myself and love others. Like, like God tells us, you know, love thy thy neighbor as thyself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that was just a foreign concept to me. So. Mm -hmm. And when we are in that place of being a service to others, uh, you know, this is what Kelly was talking about at the beginning of the, the podcast here is that, you know, it's so Sometimes we give kindness to others, and really, you know, the self-compassion is simply giving the same level of kindness to ourselves that we would give to mm-hmm. others. And we practice mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, we're, we're taught to practice that um, as as serving, you know, giving human beings, and um, we're not. There's not really an emphasis on what that means for ourselves. 
And right. then the more we give to others, um, you know, we start to almost, um, you know, get bitter about the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're giving all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what I love about, you know, that just the idea that it's, it really is giving the same kindness to yourselves that we would give to others. And it's one of the, you know, the, right there, as you were talking about tools, you know, and coaching, that's one of my favorite tools is, you know, sharing what some what a client says to me and repeating it back to them as if I was coming to them. And now, mm-hmm. if if I were your best friend, asking you mm. this or telling you this, what would you say to me? And mm-hmm. encourage mm-hmm. them to be their own best friend. I love that. One one of the tools that we use uh, in Fearless Living, and Kelly can tell you how she does this, but we take a picture of us when we're a child. You know, so I have a picture of when I was four years old. You put that somewhere where you see it every day. And when you start to beat yourself up, you say, would I beat her up? Would I tell her she's not enough? Would I tell her, you know, and that that's an amazing uh, tool, just like you said, your best friend, you know, or whatever. Looking at yourself as a, as a little child, and I, I love this picture of myself. And um, mm. it just works really well. I have it in my calendar because I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I still use a paper calendar. Kelly has hers, I think, on her phone, don't you, Kelly? Yeah, it's my screensaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My lock screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh my so god. Yeah. I yeah. see it every time I look at my phone. Mhm. Yeah, isn't it a reminder of who you really are at the core? That's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know that natural essence, right? It's we are born with this beautiful heart and soul, and um, you know just all the experiences that we go through in our life can just suck that right out of us mm-hmm. um, without mm-hmm. us even noticing, without us even realizing until one day, um, you know, it, it's, it, it a lot of times is something that kind of helps us see the truth or, you know, we hit rock bottom or we experience something that's very painful and it brings us back to, you know, our, our childhood and who mm-hmm. we are and getting back to that place of just that beautiful spirit that mm-hmm. um, human beings naturally have when they got into this world. Yeah, I love that. I was reading a, a little, uh, I don't know what it was called, but I was reading this about compassion today uh, in preparation for tonight and just because Kelly and I did our newsletter on compassion and she needed some information for me how compat when we start thinking about compassion for ourselves and then going outward with compassion for others it opens us up to that um opportunity of seeing ourselves and all in all the people that we have influence over within our sphere of of uh friendship or family or influence uh, to have compassion for them and to see, recognize that we're all human beings. And I think sometimes that it would just, that that concept of humanity and understanding that that all of, all human beings on our planet, we have the same capacity to love, the same need for shelter, food, and comfort. 
you know, are we're more alike than we are different. And that mm-hmm. compassion, if that compassion can come from our hearts and our souls in authentically, that can change the world. So compassion mm-hmm. and love. I mean, I, th- I look at love and kindness and compassion as all, all being synonyms of one another. That can change not only just our, you know, our little part of the world and where we have um, influence, directly have influence, but when we put compassion out, into the universe and we help others to see that we can change more than just our little sphere of influence by that energy of compassion, recognizing our humanity, being vulnerable and open and kind hearted. You know, I just think that in our polarized society today, that could make a huge difference. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, it's funny that you, you say that, you know, that we're more alike than we are different. That's something that I also, you know, repeat often is, you know, in this world where, like, you said, we are so polarized and there's just a lot of dysfunction and, um, mm-hmm. you know, competitiveness. And when you really look at the bottom line, if, if we really sought to understand one another, we would find that even in our differences, we have more likes than we do different. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that we have, you know, this, these causes that are really at the root um, of many of our discrepancies um, that are, you know, just that are very similar. And so this idea of, you know, kind of spreading love wherever you go because, hey, you know, what? I love the the thought of, you know, be kind to everyone because everybody has a story, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. often, uh, you know, we just cover up our real situation. And so when you were talking about vulnerability, you know, knowing that everybody has a place of vulnerability, whether they're sharing it with you or not, and then mm-hmm. that can help open the door um, to see, you know, that, that inner child and, you know, that the whole idea of having a picture to look at, at yourself for self-compassion, that same tactic can be used when mm-hmm. you're, you know, maybe in a, you know, in a discrepancy with somebody else that you can literally just stop and see them as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, True. how would you treat this child? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't know what everybody's story is. And so being open to understanding that they, too, have experienced something that has shaped them, that mm-hmm. may or may, it may have, you know, zapped their true essence right from them as well. Mm. Kelly, that reminds me of, do you remember that exercise we did when we went to Fearless Loving? where they put all the pictures up on the wall and uh, we had to decide how close we would go to those people. And they were pictures yeah. of people from every walk of life. Remember that? How, do you remember how yeah. that made us feel? Yeah. Mm. And I think, you know, like your, your judgment of how comfortable you were standing, you know, in the distance you would get to a person like that. I thought was really interesting when they then explained who these people were in the picture mm-hmm. and yeah. you could see how um, you were maybe not so comfortable getting close to 
one of the people, and then once you knew a little bit about them, that comfort level changed, um, either mm-hmm. to wanting to get further away or being willing to get closer. And one of the things that brings, or one of one of the tools that that comes to my mind is seeing innocence, and I think that that is um, such a big tool that goes along with compassion is first seeing our own innocence and Mm -hmm. um, allowing ourselves to be human Um, and, you know, letting go of, of past choices and decisions and regrets and all of those things that we might beat ourselves up for in the past and uh, give ourselves a break, you know, allowing ourselves to, see that we were in fear or see that we were trying to get our needs met the best way we knew how then. And um, and then seeing other people's innocence, seeing that they're in fear and that they're trying to get their needs met the best way they know how to. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and see that, you know, nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but very few people I believe are out there just to um, make life difficult for other people. (laughs) Um, Everybody, I feel like everybody is really just trying their best and getting through their day the best way they know how. And that may look quite differently um, each day. It does for me. Um, But I'm generally trying to get through the day the best way I can. And I think that um, I think that's true for a lot of people, and so it's it's giving others the the benefit of the doubt as well. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. the the driver on the freeway who doesn't seem to really know where they're going, and remembering that sometimes I'm distracted by things when I'm driving too, um, and probably giving that mm-hmm. impression to others behind me. Um, you know, just different. Different things like like that, um, of being able to have compassion for yourself and compassion for others. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There's so, there's so many good stories. Yeah, it's good stories about how we make judgments about why people are doing things, and then when we find out the truth, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, if I'd known that, I would. I would I wouldn't have judged at all. I would have had compassion, you know. So it's that when you start to judge, it's saying, oh, wait a minute. I really don't know why this person's acting that way. I'm going to just give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to judge them. I'm just going to have compassion and go about my, you know, go about my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just so, so related to, you know, our, our inner saboteurs. Right, um, because they show up. We, when things are different than we're expecting them to be, that's when our defenses show up, and our defenses mm-hmm. are really just our, you know, mind trying to protect us from what we think is real. Um, yep. And so often, our minds are just playing a trick on us, um, you know, because of something we've experienced in the past or we've heard. Um, and so we, we jump into that, you know, fight or flight mode, right? Like I've, 
I've mm-hmm. got to get away from this. Or I've got to protect myself. And so often um, that protection is really um, disturbing us um, by by drawing a new judgment or conclusion that just leads mm-hmm. that pattern deeper into our mind. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, being really aware of what our thoughts are is really crucial for compassion for others as well as for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what are mm-hmm. all those thoughts we repeat to ourselves um, day in and day out? And the thoughts, you know, of either judgment or jealousy towards others um, and just being really aware. Um, I have a girlfriend who says, notice what you notice, you know, and so like sit in what you're noticing and call it out and give it a name so that you can really feel it and then determine the depth of its truth or not. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And yeah. ladies, believe it or not, but we are almost out of time. And I would love to give uh, Nancy some time to share with the listeners how can they find you and is there something that is coming up that they can be uh, um, involved with? Oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Kelly, for asking that. And, you know, my my website is um, really easy. It's my last name, Kelso, K-A-L-S-O-W, KelsoCoach.com. And, um, you know, a couple things that I always have in the works is something that I call Reveal Your Gem. And this is a six-step process in creating um, your gem with a heart center and then how you can sparkle and let that gem shine in the world. Um, so that's something that people can find on my website and the package that I offer. Um, and, you know, I would say when it comes to compassion, the biggest tool I can really offer is to do this process of noticing what you notice Um, and, you know, writing down your thoughts and then note which of those statements that you write down are helpful and which ones are no longer serving you. Um, And what's really interesting about this is when you know the ones that are helpful, repeat those out loud, like say them out loud because they are the ones that are giving you the self-compassion. Um, and then I would say the ones that are no longer serving you or are really not true when you look at that closer, just give yourself that self-compassion of knowing that, you know, reminding yourself that, hey, part of ha- you know, imperfection and pain is part of our shared human experience. And I could see me for how I could see somebody else in this situation. And then give yourself a little bit of love based on that. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, that. Love that. Well, thank you so much. Give yourself some love, ladies. <laughs> yeah. My daughter sent uh, this funny thing on Facebook about uh, what, for 2022, what was the, your favorite song when you were 22? So uh, mine was Beatles, All You Need Is Love. 
Look at that. And now you're back to that. Like, there's your tree yep. up and show it up again, right, Terry? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thank so you so glad. much for being yeah. here with us. Yeah, We'd you're like welcome. To, Thanks for hosting. Yeah. We'd like to remind you that the 12 Steps of Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook under Fearless Generations. We would love to hear how you are being supported by the podcast and uh, all the other things that we do to support you in getting closer to freedom. We have a class coming up um, this month, pretty here, uh, pretty quick here on the 15th is when it starts. So if you're interested in starting that six-week class with us, Bridging Fear to Freedom, we would love to have you join us. So please contact us. You can reach us at kelly at fearlessgenerations.org at any time. So thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Terry, for being here with us tonight. We love having uh, guest coaches, and um, we have loved having you. Yes, we have. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just going to leave everybody with Um, The Mother Teresa quote that I love, which is, spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. Ah, Love that. Very nice. Love that. Love that. And she definitely was an example of compassion. So thank you so much. We will see you all next week. Until then, be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you, Nancy. Yes, good night. Good night.